Welcome to episode 40 of African American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. I'm doing very well, family. I hope you're also doing well. I think it's important to realize that you wake up and you're healthy and you are loved, that you possess an amount of wealth that many do not. So it's great to be grateful. It's great to be grateful. Mm, look how that worked out. <laughs> um, so I was speaking with uh, one of my sisters. Um, she's married. She's been married for... I want to say she's been married for about um, maybe five years now. Um, she has a really amazing husband. They just had a baby girl. And we were having a conversation and she was telling me about how she was getting ready to cut back on the amount of hours that she spends at the salon. She's a hairstylist. So she was telling me how she's getting ready to cut back on the amount of time she spends in the salon. She's like, because I don't realize that when I'm taking clients, how long that takes me away from home, how much that affects, you know, my husband and preparing meals and my household. She's like, so I'm in the process of kind of cutting back on all that. And she's like, I, she was telling me how she kind of had to take a moment to kind of have that realization within herself. Like, I'm married. I have a husband. I have a child. Like, my family should be my number one priority. Too many times we maneuver our families around work as opposed to maneuvering work around our families. Our families should come first. We should be scheduling work around what's best for our husbands, best for our children. She was like, and, and when she first started her business, she was on like a super grind mode. I'm talking about this girl was grinding up and down the state, up and down the coast. Like she was really, she worked very hard, you know, to get her business to the point that it's at now. She's like, I didn't realize how much I was stuck on that grind mode. She's like, even when I don't necessarily, my business is established, you know, I have a family that should be priority now. She's like, I really did not realize how much I was naturally inclined to be superwoman. And so we were having a conversation about taking our capes off and how as black women, like our capabilities are like endless. Like, as a black woman, there's pretty much nothing on this earth that we cannot do. Whatever we decide to do, whatever we put our minds to, it's going to get done. Whatever accomplishments that we want to achieve, it's going to get done. Black women get the job done every single time. There's no doubt about that. So that becomes the norm for us. It becomes the norm to, like work ourselves to death it becomes the norm to be like superwoman um I remember a point in my life where I was working a nine to five Monday through Friday I would get off work at five o'clock 
run, go get my son, pick him up from daycare, then take him straight from daycare to the nighttime sitter. And then I would work in the club. I wouldn't get off until 3 a.m. On the weekends, I was taking clients in my home. I was doing like braiding and sewings in my home. So Saturday and Sundays during the day, I was doing hair all day in my house. I would get done with my clients, go to the club to work some more. and, And looking back, I'm like, I was literally working seven days a week. Like, I literally was working for 20 hours out of the 24 hours in my day. The babysitter and the daycare literally raised my child for me for his first few years of his life. I was, luckily I was able to stay home with him his first year of life, but after that, I had to work. I had to take care of us. So, you know, you it, that's a common story for so many of us. Even if you're not necessarily a single mother, as black women, you know, it's just become normal for us to work extremely hard. It's always been like that for us. And we don't necessarily have strong support systems to kind of come forward and let us know that they care or, or let us know that we feel supported. And that's why I am pushing so hard for, you know, black love and black fathers and black husbands, because really the, our black men are going to be the only ones um that are going to have the capabilities to support us because no other race of man will have the love and appreciation for black women like black men do. I mean, you know, there are other races who will have a sick and twisted love and appreciation of black women because there's always a motherly complex between black women and white men. White men definitely view black women, you know, in that big mama nurturing way. Um, in a in a fetishized um, sick form, but when I'm talking about genuine, authentic love for the average black man, because the reality is, majority of black women are good mothers. Are there black women that are bad mothers? Yes. Are there black women who are raggedy? Yes. Um, but however. Most black mothers are excellent mothers. Most black mothers will go to the ends of the earth for their children. Most black mothers are like lionesses and their children are their cubs. They don't play any games when it comes to their kids. That's the majority of black women. So now this has become the norm. So now we have a process that we have to take to come out of that. Um, I know I've been hard on myself about that. Like I should be, you know, doing better with balancing my time, you know, working on understanding once you do attract a healthy masculine mate that is supporting you. It's hard to take that cape off and accept the balance. Because we get so used to making, you know, being the oil in the whole vehicle by ourselves that we don't know how to act when we have a mechanic, you know, coming through. Okay, we're so used to fixing the whole car on our own, you know, that when we got somebody coming through with a wrench, we don't know how to let them in. Um, And so it was comforting. And this is why black female sisterhoods are so important. And it's so important for us to be very open and transparent with one another. The whole, I'm living my best life. 
I'm unbothered is not constructive because the reality is that we're all bothered. The reality is that there's a war on us. The reality is that majority of our behaviors are unnatural and should be unacceptable and we have a lot of work to do. But when you're able to be around sisters who are more concerned with healing than about making themselves look unbothered, you know, you create real change. So by my sister, by her being a married woman and opening up to me and and admitting to me that she struggles with taking her cape off, it was so comforting to me because it made me feel better about having my own issues and taking my cape off now, you know, and with my boyfriend, I'm learning how to accept love from a healthy man because so many times we get so used to being in unhealthy relationships that that becomes you know what we're used to and it can definitely take some time backing out of that and if and the reality is that if it took us our whole lifetime to get this way then we have to be realistic with ourselves and give ourselves plenty of time to change that so I was grateful to know that even women who are married still struggle with that. It made me not feel as bad about, you know, having those, you know, reservations um, amongst myself. It it made me realize it's okay to need time. Um, but this is something that we as black women will not necessarily experience Unless we have a healthy masculine mate, because as long as you're dealing with an immature or unhealthy man, you will always have to keep that cape on because he's not capable of taking the lead and 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 leading the direction in the right direct leading your family in the, in the right the right direction. I'm sorry, I'm getting super tongue tied. He's not capable of leading the family in the right direction, and since so and since so many of us get so used to these unhealthy men we've we the longer we go into our lives without ever being able to take that cape off the harder it becomes eventually to do so um so I just wanted to share that story you know with you sisters and I I just wanted to have that conversation on the first segment of the show because um I I feel like okay so we be feminine and we be pretty and we be good women. So then we attract these masculine men and then what's our next step? You know? So we can't speak so much about attracting a masculine mate unless we're going to know what to do once we get him. Because once we do attract that masculine mate, you know, he's not going to uh, compete with us for his position. Um, so it's okay to give yourself time, sisters. There are sisters who are single that are dealing with this issue and, you know, growing and healing from that issue. There are sisters who are married and are growing and healing from that issue too. So don't be so hard on yourself. It's a journey and we're all holding one another's hands and we're going to take the journey together. I try to be open-minded. I try not to be that person, you know, that doesn't give someone the benefit of the doubt, especially when it comes to our people. So I heard that Killer Mike had a new documentary called Trigger Warning. And I, and I heard that it was like, oh, he has a new documentary. It's all about black empowerment and black business and, you know, um, black financial gain. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all right. So I so naively decided to 
poisoned my mind by watching this docu-series, hoping that it was going to really be something positive and constructive for our people. Now, before I get into my review of the docu-series, first I will say that you have different types of black people. You have those black people that do not want to think about, you know, what our people have been through. They, quote unquote, don't see color. You know, they don't give a damn about, you know, they believe that love is love and do what you want. Love who you want. It's the black people that are all about what they personally want. Um, that have no desire to deal with the pain and, and the reality that comes with accepting what happened to our ancestors and what's still happening to our people and living in accordance to honor their sacrifices and their pain. They're not thinking anything about that. You know, they don't want to hear about it. They're about their money. They're about their social status. Um, they It's just not even on their mind. Their people, their blackness, it's not even on their radar. Um then you have black people who, you know, are considered pro-black, where they don't believe in swirling. They believe in, you know, strong black relationships. Um, they're embracing their natural beauty. They're not conforming to any European beauty standards. They have no desire to explain themselves or have dialogue with white people. They're investing, you know, what matters, their emotions, their time into their own people. Um, and then you have... Um, integrationist black people like Killer Mike, where they say things like, quote unquote, white allies, the black people that actually want to spend time, you know, weeding out the quote unquote, good white folks from the quote unquote, black white folks, the black people that feel like just because a white person is nice to them, or sleeps with them or calls them their friend that that means that they're an ally in some way or that they're one of the good the good white folks, you know, those kind of black people. And um, I believe Killer Mike is a integrationist. Um, first of all, I'm always leery of trusting any black person that's involved in Hollywood, the music industry, anything like that, because I know the code in those industries and the types of things that you do and do not have to be down with and okay with in order to be allowed in those industries. And I say allowed because that's exactly what it is. Um, it's something that where they allow you in or they do not, okay? Um, and if you want to have the platform, um, if you want to have the fame, the exposure, there are certain things you can and cannot do. So I understand that and I accept that. Um, I don't, it doesn't upset me. It's just a reality. So I'm always leery anyway of black people in Hollywood, you know, in the music industry just for that reason. But again, you know, I wanted to be open-minded. So... Um, so we turn on the show and like the first 10 minutes of the show, he shows us his business partner slash music partner, which is a white guy. And then he's like, oh, he's a good white guy. Consider him a white ally. And the minute he said that, I really wanted to turn it off. <laughs> I wanted to, the minute he said white ally, I just wanted to be like, Dilly. You know, um, there's no such thing as a white ally. Um, for me to accept somebody as a white ally, they would have to completely denounce their white privilege, um, which I don't even know how you do that. Um, I guess you do that where, you know, if you're in a situation where you know, like I said, even in, in the courtrooms, 
you know, a white ally would be a white person who would say, I want the same sentence that is overdone and discriminatory that this black person that's next to me got. Okay, I would consider that a white ally. I'll consider you a white ally when you also take ass whoopings from the police. I'll consider you a white ally when you refuse to benefit from, you know, your white privilege whatsoever. I will call you a white ally when you cut off all your family or friends or anyone like that who is even remotely um, racist or who also refuses to give up their white privilege and fails to demand the same treatment that black people get. You would have to do so much for me to consider you a white ally. But being nice to black people and talking about how much you love and respect them and how much you don't see color and we're brothers, all that shit does not make you a white ally. Um, I hate that my people can be such cheap dates where that's all they require from white folks. Just be nice to me and have sex with me. Be my boyfriend and girlfriend. Be my business partner and I'll consider you an ally. Um, that's that sick mentality of the desire of inclusion. Um, and I, I don't understand it, but you know, we're all moving at, at different paces. So the, like I said, the first, the first few minutes of the docuseries, he says that, and he lost me like there, like I was done at that point, but I'm like, okay, let me just keep watching. So then, uh, he suggests, <laughs> so then he's telling all his white friends about how he's going to go like only to black businesses for like the next three days. And he's like discussing this with them and they're all getting a kick out of it. Like, oh really? And I'm like, why are you even talking about this with them? This has nothing to even do with them. You know, if these are the same white people that say they don't see color. So therefore you going out your way to tell them about a black business shouldn't mean anything. Um, because if y'all didn't know, majority of black businesses stay afloat by black customers, not white customers. Okay, which is strange because supposedly if these white folks are not seeing color, I would think that they would definitely support black business. But most black businesses are not supported by non-black people. Most of them are supported and stay afloat solely by black customers. My boyfriend is a chef and we were talking about how, um, you know, when he has his photo on his marketing, I'm like, white people are not going to hire you. You're a huge black man. They're not going to want you in their house or at their event. And that is how it goes most of the time. You know what I'm saying? And it's so weird. Cause like I said, these are the same white folks that talk about how much they don't see color yet. You know, when it comes to business, they're not necessarily going out their way to support a black business. They're always going to support businesses ran by their own first, which is which is correct. That's common sense. That's what they should be. You know, but spare me that I don't see color, you know, rhetoric. It's really annoying. So anyway, I was first of all annoyed that he was even having these type of conversations with, with white people um, because I find it uh, like dehumanizing. I find it basically like telling them that we ain't shit and we ain't got shit and we're going to try to be as good as y'all. It's how it comes off to me. It's certain conversations, you know, that's, that's a, it's family business. It's family business. That's something that we should discuss amongst each other, um, not with them. So that also threw me. So then Killer Mike suggests that... Um, <laughs> 
Killer might suggest that we should, um, you know, he's definitely uh, pro-gay. He, he's the type of black person that feels like there's nothing wrong with being gay. And, you know, it's, it, they don't, he doesn't feel like it's detrimental to our people in any way, shape, or form. Um, that's also something I don't agree with. You cannot condone homosexuality. I believe that if you are homosexuality, that is your life, your decision. However, I will not promote it. I will not normalize it. I will not push it on anyone. And I definitely am not going to suggest that in order for us to learn trades, we should learn it through gay porn. He literally had like all kinds of porn going on. And in the midst of the porn, it's like lesbians, a whole bunch of lesbians, a whole bunch of gay guys. And it's like a guy literally pounding another black man in the butt. And he's like, and that's how you pipe that's how you drain a pipe or that's how you fix the plumbing or something like that and I'm like so within the first episode you have like white allies you're you're pushing you know gay men sleeping with each other in our face I'm like oh my god this has just gone from worse to worse you know so then they they're and in the beginning, they're showing Killer Mike with his wife with her blonde weave in her head. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is not it. You know, I, I really hate when people sell things as though it's something to help black people in order to get their views and get their money. I hate that because, it, I mean, I don't have a problem with that if it's something that's really helping black people. You want to really help black people? Establish tradition establish gender roles you know you ain't gotta sit here and say oh my god we hate all gay people we want them to die we should string them up by a tree but it's also saying listen homosexuality is not conducive to the lifestyle of african nation building we need to be building heterosexual responsible families you know bringing black babies into the world that's perfectly understandable anyone that doesn't understand that you're just one of them people that are using to, to push an agenda there is nothing wrong with saying that I don't believe that being, I don't even don't believe, I know that homosexuality is not normal. It's not divine order. It's not the way that God intended things to go. I'm a black African who wants to build strong black families and promoting homosexuality as okay goes against that. You see what I'm saying? And that is called logic. That's called ration. That's something you know, that's becoming like an, a lost art for us. You know, so I just want people to be aware that all skin folk ain't kin folk. Just because somebody, you know, labels themselves as quote unquote pro-black does not mean that's the case. Because if you really want to be pro-black, there are certain things that come with that. It's not optional. You know, if you want to really be pro-black, it's going to require you to hurt feelings. It's going to require you to have people be offended. People are always going to be offended at black people doing for themselves, at black people offending themselves, offending I'm sorry, defending themselves. Um, because since we're so strong and we're so supreme, it's a threat to other people. Black people that are not swirling and not being gay and are embracing their natural beauty, that's, that's scary for other people. Okay? So that's why we can't wait for their okay. You know, that's why even with myself, from friends to even my own family, I've fallen out with because they feel like, 
I shouldn't be saying the things I say or I shouldn't be for the things that I'm for, you know. And so if that's the case, then sometimes you just got to be able to say, hey, you know, that's your opinion. But I can't believe, you know, that me loving myself, me speaking the truth about other races offends you. I can't believe that me being logical and simply saying, hey, homosexuality is not productive towards African nation building. Therefore, I don't condone it. How can you have a problem with that? Speaking the truth about white people and how and and the history that they have of not even history, history and currently that they have of violence and the desire for the flesh of black people and the mistreatment and their silence when it comes to racism. You could have 90% of the white race be completely silent and ignore racism and they'll have five white people that quote unquote stand up for black folk and sit here and tell you that you're wrong and you're ignorant because not all white folks are bad. Go tell Go tell the 90% of white people who are, because we all know when you're silent against something, it means that you're for it. So why, it's like, why don't you go have that energy towards the 90% of white people who want you to stop talking about racism because they're quote unquote tired of hearing about it and just want to move on and we don't see color and you should just shut up and get a job. Why don't you go tell it to them? You know what I'm saying? But it's so crazy how it's like people will come and attack me and tell me I'm the problem. So all the racism, all the millions of white people that, you know, love Trump and voted for Trump, they're not the problem. It's me. All your white friends who sit there and be like, oh, my God, I hate Trump. But then secretly in that booth voted for him. Go have that energy with them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the one you want to have the beef with. People like Killer Mike, people in his in in the music industry and the movie industry, they're looking to exploit black people's desire for financial equality and they're selling this bull crap as something productive for us when in reality they're doing nothing but normalizing things that are going to harm us. And for that reason, we have to be careful and we have to protect our energy. all right so everyone we have my aunt on my aunt uh is what the com- is the owner of a company called fam magic fam magic is my favorite line for all kinds of women helps items from all kind of um, natural vaginal washes to yoni eggs she has it all um a very good friend of mine and sister, my aunt, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Bless up. Happy day. Thank you for having me, Six. Thank you. My aunt, you're actually my first guest that I've ever had on the show. I've done, we just hit the one year anniversary of the show and I've never what? had anyone on the show and you are the first one. So this is big. <laughs> oh my gosh. My heart is pumping. Boop, 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 boop. Thank you for my having heart. me. <laughs> Yes, I wouldn't want to have anyone else as my first guest. Oh my um, god! So we we want the goods. Let's just get straight to it. So we yes, know you have organized the Fem Fest cruise, and my listeners need to know what's going on. So I want you to let them know about the event, so they know all the information that they need to know before they join us. Okay, so Fem Fest. This will be the 
second annual FemFest. I did the first one in 2018, July. We went to Jamaica and it was just amazing. Um, this year we're going to Cozumel, Mexico, as well as Cuba, magical Cuba. So um, the thing, the difference between, you know, going on a regular cruise and going on FemFest is that we provide workshops while on the ship. So, you know, we have our sexy men and women coming through to have their little vacation time, time to relax, time to put on their vacation wear and turn up. But at the same time, we have our workshops where, you know, we have gods and goddesses presenters like yourself, Six, who's going to be a presenter in FemFest 2019, yeah. who are doing things to help raise the vibrations with feminine energy because that's what it's about. There's an imbalance of masculine energy in the world, period, between men and women both because we all possess masculine and feminine energy. So what FemFest is designed to do is to raise the vibrations of feminine energy in both men and women. And in that balance, we'll better be able to relate to each other and find peace and happiness within ourselves. So we do this through central yoga, Thai yoga, which is a partner stretch, good for both men and women. We do it through meditation. We do it through panel discussions, talking about relationships, um, talking about self-worth, um, and we do it through dance. You know, we do, we have theme nights. It's just super fun. People find friends that and, and leave feeling rejuvenated and transformed. Like, it's a life-changing experience. So all you brothers that be complaining, like, oh, there's no feminine Black women available. Listen, we're going to have beautiful women that want to be feminine, we're going to have single ladies there that want to be healthy, want to be wives, That's want right. to love you. So right. I do not want to hear y'all complaining to me. Come oh, on. Six of Goddess, where's the fem- if you don't come on a cruise, you cannot complain. Okay. So my, if they want to book the cruise, what do they need to do? They need to go to cruise.femmagic. Dot com c r u i s e dot f e m m a g i c dot com and there you'll see myself you'll see photos of six because we are both going to be presenters along with Shanae Norbell and Devin of Black Men Smile so you know and Amora these are our presenters for this year is going to be super lit. It's going to be amazing, life-changing. We want the kings to come. We need the kings to be present. We need your balanced energy there. And you, too, have some work to do. I mean, if you want a feminine woman, then you need to tap into that feminine energy within yourself. And no, it doesn't mean that you become a feminine man, but it just means that you tap into the qualities of your feminine energy, patience, kindness, caring, nurturing, intuition. Those are all feminine energetic traits. And if you want a feminine woman, then you need to tap into that energy so that you can attract Right. 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 So So true. I'm excited because I was saying like, you know, people go on vacation and you go on a trip and everything's fun and fine and you don't deal with anything that needs to be dealt with you don't you're not necessarily learning things you're not necessarily growing and working on your spirit so you get off vacation and you feel the same way you felt prior so right along with the 10 pounds that you've gained from eating all the good food right (laughs) you know you're not working out you know 
if you right. if you're in a relationship, great. But if you're single, you want to go on a trip where you know you'll have good people around you. That's you know what right. I'm saying? People that you can build with, network. We got with. couples coming on the trip too. I got a few couples coming on, young couples yeah. coming. Yeah, exactly. So, so whether you're a couple or couple. by yourself, you're good either way because you're yeah. going to be surrounded by people. So get a, a balance. Supportive people, loving people, caring people. Everybody's there together to support each other because that's the energy that we produce together. That's the energy that we bring. It's all positive vibes, you know? So it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be like, oh my God, I haven't been on something like this before. This is different. I've been on a cruise, but not like a workshop cruise. It's okay because everybody's there to learn. Everybody's open. Everybody's happy. The sun is shining. The water is waving. You know what I'm saying? So it's Right. So, okay, I'm excited. Um, so can you also tell us about? Um, I think it's very important, especially as Black women, to be educated on our own natural, holistic healing. Um, can you just give us a quick overview of some of the products that you have, um, on your website and how they can benefit? You know, the average woman, you know, an everyday Black woman, if we're looking to improve our feminine health. Definitely. So one of my favorite, well, one of my favorite products, but also one of my clients' favorite products is called Vagilixer. And then the second one is Kuchiwa. Now, Vagilixer is an internal douche that you insert inside of you, either with sterile fingers or with uh, disposable pipettes. And Vagilixer is oil-based, olive oil-based, and has a bunch of herbs in it that helps to rid your body and also it's for maintenance and prevention but it helps to rid your body from the overgrowth of bacteria as women our vaginas are super sensitive and a lot of women don't realize either their diet the type of panties they're wearing their lover so many different things that can throw off their ph and create an overgrowth of bacteria you know and throw off the good bacteria, which is called lactobacillus, off in our vaginas. Now, the special thing about our vagina is that completely different pH balance from our bodies. While our bodies is about a 7.0, our vaginas is about a 4.3, which is pretty acidic. And this is because the vagina needs to be at an acidic level so that it can help to ward off any unwanted and extra bacteria or extra yeast or extra fungus or anything that's harmful to it, you know? So Vagilixer is one of the favorites. It's highly sought after on my website. Um, They love it. I'm always getting testimonials because women are coming to me with bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, even eczema. You can use it topically. And it helps to mend that, you know? So it's a really magical product. I discovered it when I was pregnant about 20 years ago, um, when I was pregnant with my first daughter. And um, I was already herbal and natural and vegan at the time. And I told my midwife, they gave me some antibiotics to get rid of this thing that I had, which was streptococcal, which was kind of like a strep in the vagina. And um, I told her I did not want to use no antibiotics at the time, you know, because I had already made my trans, my life, my lifestyle trans transition. Mm. So, told me herbs to take, and those are the same herbs. 
that I put in Vagilixer, except I added some extra herbs to give it a kick, like burdock root, which helps with fibroids as well. Um, so I went back to the doctor after um, swashing with the herbs that she told me to take. And then the doctor asked me if I took the antibiotics. So I said, yeah, I took it. You know, I wasn't about to argue, you know, because they Western doctors love trying to tell you, you need to take these shots. You need to take this medicine. Right. They scare you. So I was, Exactly. I wasn't about to argue. So I said, yes, I, I took it. So she went and she took my culture and then she came back. She was like, okay, yes, you're all cleared up. And that's when I realized the power of herbs and how mm-hmm. fucking magical they are. So yeah, that is how I discovered the properties of Vagilixer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I have it myself. Um, I have the product and... I love it, and my partner loves it as well, because it can be used for other things. <laughs> yes, well, the thing about Vagilixer is that it also increases lubrication, and for women who get thrown mm-hmm. off, like, if you, you know, some women, they, they're in my inbox telling me that every time they have sex with their lover, you know, their pH gets thrown off. So if you're that type of woman where you're, you're that sensitive, Vagilixer will help to prevent that. You know, but it also, on another note, just increases lubrication, you know, and some nice. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's great to use on (laughs) times where you're kind of like in a rush and you got like 10 minutes. (laughs) You ain't got time to do all that. Listen, as opposed to grabbing like some horrible. You ain't got time to warm up, right? I was trying to think of a nice way to say it, but sometimes you ain't got but 15 minutes, you know what right. I'm saying? So, right, and when, um, when you ain't got but 15 minutes, you, a woman does not have all that time to warm up, you know, yeah, when we sometimes you ain't got all that time. start flowing easily, but sometimes we don't have time for that, especially when you're in a relationship and you're trying to get it in real quick, so, okay, you got you know. stuff, you got to go to work, listen, sometimes, exactly. your, your lovers will like it, they're going to be like, Babe, where's that herb smelling stuff? It, it turns you into like a garden down there. I don't know what's going on. Listen, uh, especially Kuchiwa. Like, woman, one woman just inboxed me today and was like, oh, I got that too. Tell me the ingredients because I want to smell like that all the time. Like, no, I can't tell you my secrets. <laughs> Buy the product. I can't tell you the magic. Like, okay, it's not called magic for nothing. Right. Magician don't sell external wash. Unlike Vagilixer that you can use internally, Kuchiwa is an, an external wash and it smells like freaking heaven. This other girl left a comment on my page saying, I caught my man red-handed using my Kuchiwa. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, it's all right though, because he smelled so edible. Because okay. I, like, oh I mean, I guess they can use it down there too, because it gets yeah. hot and moist down there. So shoot, I don't know why. And the purpose of it is just, you know, not to use anything with chemicals that's going to throw your right. pH off. Because again, the skin is the largest organ. You know, you want to so make don't sure don't have to hide the skin from your man. He can use it. Don't hide it from him. Okay, don't be stingy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I told, I told, I tell my fathers all the time. Y'all, uh, men can use the Vagilixer, just call it dick, dick elixir. Okay, you guys. <laughs> it smell a little frowsy down there. You know, <laughs> call it dick elixir. You be all right. <laughs> so how do we get a hold of your products? They're at femmagic.com, F-E-M-M-A-G-I-C.com. Okay, well, we're excited to shop on femmagic.com. 
Um, we're excited about the FemFest cruise. Yes, ma'am. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us this valuable information. Um, I look forward to seeing all my listeners on the cruise. Um, Can it's you share a great day with them what you're going to be doing on the cruise? Can you share with them what you're going to be doing on the cruise? Yeah, so I'll have a beauty workshop on the cruise. I'm basically going to show how to style natural hair, what products to use, different styling techniques. I'm going to show um, basic makeup tips and tricks, um, how to groom hair on your face, how to groom your um, eyebrows, how to groom your lashes. I'm going to show skincare routines. Because I would say that's the number one beauty question I get. They're like, what do you use on your skin? So I'm going to be doing skincare routines, how to apply makeup, how to remove makeup, hair styling. It's just, you know, the all around things, my little tips and tricks, and just the things I've learned throughout my 13 years as as a cosmetologist. Wow. Um, Because so many, so many women don't have that, you know, it's so many, so many things. Sometimes I think it's like, basic knowledge that like all women know but the truth is either some women know or they know the wrong things so i'm going to go into the correct beauty grooming and tips for you know us as black women to embrace our natural selves take care of ourselves you know all the game is getting on so that's beautiful will you have anything because i know you have men's products will you have anything in that segment for men um, I'm going to see what I can do. I have right now, it's like keeping up with inventory on my website. It's pretty crazy. I think I might just do like, I'll bring a few products and then I'll have some pre-orders as well, just depending on, you know, how many guys are coming on a cruise. Cause if you, I don't know my products, they're organic products. They're all vegan products there. I handcraft everything. So Y'all already know I talk about my webs. They already know about my stuff. I talk about that all the time. But I will have some products on board. And I will also have it set up where if there are other products you want to order, um, you can order them with me there. And I'll ship them out to you after the cruise. Nice. Smart, smart. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so FemFest is at cruise.femmagic.com. I hope to see all the goddesses and all the gods come through. It's going to be super fun and life-changing straight up. Yes, we are excited. Well, thank you, my aunt. Uh, we will see you at FemFest. And thank Woo-hoo. you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me as your first guest, sis. Thank you all. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm thankful. Thank you, sis. All right. Take all right, care. Peace.